What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Longer Life Podcast. As always, I am your host, Joe Longa, and I'm super stoked and grateful to have you all here today. On today's episode, guys, we have the legendary Brian Scott. He is the host of the Reality Revolution Podcast. He has a YouTube channel that is blowing up insanely. He's constantly putting out phenomenal content. I highly recommend that you guys go check out everything that Brian's doing. You will not be disappointed. I have links to all of his channels and social media and all that stuff in the description. So go check them out because there's so much information there for you to go look at. It's mind bending. But uh, speaking of mind bending, this particular conversation that Brian and I had is just that. It is next level thinking. It's 5D thinking. Um, A lot of the concepts that Brian talks about are not new. They are just new to the world, I believe. Uh, He is one of the very few people who are speaking loud about some of these things, uh, like reality transurfing, quantum jumping. Um, There's a long list of things that he is into that most people may can even consider a little esoteric or woo-woo, and that's totally cool. But uh, we talk about them anyway, and they may be a little bit out there for you. This is definitely one of those podcasts where we like went to the edge and then kind of like stepped off it a little bit, which is okay with me. Um, I think that that's how you open the gates to new ways of being and, and behaving. So, and that's kind of like Brian's deal is, is is finding a new way for us to think in as humanity and maybe shift our uh, way of being into a much better societal way so to speak so uh, i think you guys are gonna just dig this episode it was uh one of those ones that i learned a lot so much so that i was kind of really into what brian was saying and just wasn't asking as many questions as i as a podcast host i probably should have so i apologize if i did not extract more information as as uh, as pertaining to some of the topics he was talking about. I apologize for that, but that's that's okay. That's why we have the amazing internet. You can go research these topics. I highly recommend you grab a notebook for this episode, so that way you can take some notes and go research some of the topics that we talked about that I um, foolishly did not ask more questions about. But uh, I still think you guys are gonna have a blast listening to this one. It's really just one of those like pop the cap off the top of your head type of uh type of episode so um i want to thank everybody who has taken the time to go over and uh donate to the show um you have no idea how much that helps me and how grateful i am for that it literally is the lifeblood of the show and that's how i make my living so thank you thank you thank you from my family's heart to yours um If you haven't donated yet and you'd like to, there is a link in the description. You can click on it. It says support podcast here. That'll direct you to our website where there'll be another button you click on. Uh, You scroll down the page a little bit and it will say support. You will be given some options anywhere from 99 cents a month up to $9.99 a month. Uh, Anything helps. So I'm super grateful if you find it in your heart to do so. Um, that would really help out the show. So yeah, go uh, check out that link if you're into it, and I would be greatly appreciative of that. Um, yeah, I guess if uh, you guys are ready, I'm ready to unleash this one on you, and uh, highly recommend, like I said, getting yourself a notebook. So if you're at home, go grab something to write with and uh, write on to, and get ready to listen. If you're out on a drive or at a jog and you're 
working out or something like that, you might have to, if you're interested, listen to this one again with the, uh, the ability to take down some notes so you can do some research after. If not, that's all good too. But uh, what y'all can do with me at this time is take yourself a nice big deep breath. And get ready for this awesome conversation I had with the amazing Brian Scott. Yeah, but dude, it's an absolute honor to have you here. I'm really yeah. excited that you uh, were willing to do this because sure. you have you're you are uh, tapping into, I believe, a very a very new frontier that is is absolutely it's an, it's a new frontier to us, but it's a frontier that's been here for a long time. But it's just it's phenomenal what you're doing. Um, I would love you to give a little bit of background i know your background story mm -hmm. but my listeners don't so i'd love to give a little bit of background and then i'd love to ask, start asking you some questions about some of the stuff that you're like super excited about right now so that'd be yeah great. uh i'm just like anybody i'm very much like you i'm i'm just a dude that really really loves to read uh for the longest time going um super young uh, I felt like I was on some sort of information collection mission mm -hmm. and I've just been on this uh, from four years old. As soon as I could read, uh, I started reading voraciously and it was something my dad was, he was a big reader. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of my life was spent reading fiction and I wanted to be a screenwriter and, and write movies that I could see for myself on screen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really dedicated a lot of time to just acquiring information. And, I, and a lot of times I, I would be like, I don't, I don't have any idea why I'm doing this. Like I'm some sort of advanced scout. Um, and I would, uh, you know, I would listen to, uh, I would work at a music store. I would listen to every song. Mm. I would need to, it wasn't just me wanting to hear the song. There was a portion of me that if I got access to all the music, I wanted to hear every single song. And it's so, and when I'm at the store, I'm, I need to figure out a way to read all of those books. Wow. I don't, I know I don't have enough time. So, I started learning how to speed read and, mm. and got really good at speed listening. Uh, and I've, I've even had a, reached a point where I could read, speed read, and speed listen at the same time. Whoa. <laughs> so, um, of course, you know, I had so many books. I was like in the mortgage business for a while because I was trying to pay, pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And in the mortgage business collapsed like in 2008, right? So, oh, yeah. So I was like... Uh, you know, living check to check anyway. I was it big. It's California's expensive, and you know, got a family and stuff. So it was very frightening because I had been the mortgage business was huge here. So I was uh, had so many books, so many DVDs, so many CDs. I was that dude. It wasn't necessarily hoarding. It was a collection of information. There was this part of me that um, I need to have as much information as possible, and I didn't know why. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, then I, you know, I, I got to pay the bills. So, you know, started selling some CDs and DVDs and books and, and then eventually was able to kind of start a bookstore and, and uh, then try to, and through a certain system, made it so I could work at home. And, um, but I was still working at home like 18 hours a day. Wow. Um, but I would be listening to books while I was working. I got it down to it was rudimentary. So I was just whatever and I could be listening. So I could sometimes burn through three books a day. Oh my goodness. Wow. So, and so I was like, and you're gathering um, the information too. You can actually feel I'm the information and feel the information. I don't know the, uh, why. And, and, and people thought it was weird. Um, you know, and, and it would be hard for me in some cases to relate to people. 
when you had oh, yeah. this? Oh, I was sure. a debater in college, so that really helped. And if, if you've ever been um, seen college debate, mm. uh, I know Aaron Doty talks about it, but it really sh- shaped me. I was, uh, if you go watch college debate, it's not what you think. It's not like dudes getting up and speaking. It's uh, mm. um, in cross-examination debate and policy debate. Uh, I was an huh. NDT debater in college. Uh, you, they give you a topic. Mm-hmm. It can be anything. It can be environment. It can be traveling through space. It can be solving problems in the Middle East. And then you have to d- research everything that you can possibly research on that subject. Wow. So I, I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. I got yeah. access to LexisNexis and I could look up and I would want, you'd go out. And in those days, we didn't have computers. So we would carry these file cabinets. We would fly with mass things of file cabinets and then we, we'd have access to all this information. And we would have to talk very, very fast. Mm. Mm. Both sides, it's not about communication. Somebody takes notes. If you if you miss an argument, you drop it. So you have to be able to cover them all, but have, you don't just say, oh, that's not true. You have to have documented evidence. Mm. And so it taught me, it, it, it totally changed the way I thought. Yeah, and it taught me, I can, okay, I, I, I don't know which side of the argument that I can argue on. Mm-hmm. I did this for eight years, four years in high school, four years in college, wow. taught debate, uh, but it, 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 it distorted me very badly because <laughs> I would enjoy arguing. I could, mm. I, I could be, Hey, I'm your, you're my friend, but let's argue. And I just start arguing cause I love it. But then yeah. most people arguing is the, the worst thing that you can possibly do mm-hmm. and if you're in, in relationship. Uh, you'll never win an argument. Right. Uh, so it took me a long time to kind of understand that, um, to, to stop that, but it, it helped me. And so then, um, Things are, you know, going along pretty well. M- moved to, I- I'd lived in LA for what moved back to Colorado, and and um, my ex who with my kids, she she left me, and it was like uh, wow. at the time I didn't understand, but I thought I was in my own little reality tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, oh, she's the greatest thing ever, and I was just heartbroken and, and mm. devastated, and I and I had, uh, I-, I would drink just as much as I would read. You know, wow. what I, mean? yeah. I was uh, an, an, a, an accomplished drink. I could drink, you know, but when I did drink, it would be like, I'll, I'll drink until I don't stop. Mm. You know? mm. So then uh, I left, I lived by myself. She left me and, um, and I could have fought for the kids, but I didn't. And so mm. I moved back to um, my friend had a place in California. I was living there and I just, I lost it, man. I, I, yeah. I, I, I lost hope. My job, that that bookstore job that I had, I was basically working. I couldn't get eight hours of sleep because I was doing all the work. So I was working like 20 hours a day and then I would sleep. But I I was happy to have my own business. But it was all like really like uh, I got to just click and click and copy and paste. And and the mind numbing nature of it. Mm, mm. So... I, and I, and I, my dad at the time was like, he had the, he had dementia. So he was my best friend, man, you know, my best friend. So, so he, sometimes he'd have these moments. I just remember talking to him, dad, and like, there's no hope. I'm in this prison of this 20. I got to take care of my kids. I got to pay all these bills, these massive bills. I got so many credit cards. They've all come up. And I was in this, if, if I could paint a picture of, of the, of the, baggage i had that mm. it was it was massive i was carrying a planet on my shoulders of, wow. of worry and concern and doubt and um you know i i lived at this place i lived at had a pool in the back and i remember going like i'm i could just i could just mm. jump in or you know trying to think of ways that, that might be the easiest way there's so much stuff to worry about yeah, man. my heart is broken it doesn't matter i don't my i can't see my kids on a regular basis mm. um you know what i mean like mm-hmm. my i uh, 
so I had been a meditator for a long time, mm-hmm. but I hadn't really, you know, because I would have been in a, and part of it is sometimes when we're in a relationship. It's hard for us to go meditate over there for a little bit because having a relationship can affect. And, and I was with an, an extreme hardcore Christian that mm-hmm. uh, meditation was evil. So oh, I had to wow. meditate. I had to meditate when she went to bed. Or like, mm. you know, when she's, she went to bed and, um, you know, I couldn't let her know that I was meditating. My right? goodness. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so uh, something happened. I started deep meditating because it was my only choice. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, you know, I've created a lot of what's going on. And I started using all that knowledge that I had gained. Mm-hmm. And I started trying to, my focus of what I was reading moved away from fiction. And it, it, it came to this thing. And I used all my all my abilities that I'd learned from debate and from all that other stuff in researching and speed reading. And, mm-hmm. and maybe I read 10,000 books <laughs> and newspaper articles. I went on this, I was in this, like I had to have all the information, all of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I realized that uh, there's a point where you don't need any more. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Some yeah, of it is, yeah. it's definitely helped me, but they had, I had to experience it. So then I, fought with meditation. I fought. I had mm. the hardest time. It was hard for me to meditate. Um, yes, me and, too, and man. I would get distracted and mm-hmm. thoughts would come up and I would last two minutes or I'd forget to, to do it or I wouldn't do it right. I'd always be questioning it. And, and so I really went to some people that, 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 that taught meditation and, and as many people and, and really started to study because I knew that that was, that was the, the small little gateway to, to solve my problems. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. So yeah. I, I Is that started, an intuitive knowing? Just you could absolutely. feel that. Absolutely, there's just this calling. Mm-hmm. I, I got to do. I got to go within, and I really realized that I've been um, not listening to my inner mind for a long time. I have so much information and all this mm. stuff that it was like, um, like uh, you know, me is I'm doing all. It's I'm like that friend, like right now that does all the talking, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's I, how I am in my head, right? So wow. When I, when I really quieted myself down and, you know, didn't, you know, didn't have anything to do for the weekend. My kids weren't with me. So there was, I was aided. Everything worked out perfectly. Everything had worked to my advantage to that point because it got me into a situation where I could focus on and go through this desert phase. And I had about a three or four hour meditation. I don't know how long. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I woke up the next day in the meditational pose. And I completely traveled the universe, met my higher self. I mm. saw the Akashic and, and, and all these things that a lot of stuff I talk about on my podcast. Yes. Uh, I, I, it was the most mind-blowing vision that I had. It was like very, very real. And I know that part of it is symbolic or a dream, but mm-hmm. I had dreamed that... Uh, I could see the beginning of the earth, man. I could no. see the earth being created, the dinosaurs being created. Mm-hmm. I could see this being that was like an artist and mm-hmm. it was like done this before and like was really going crazy. And, and, and so I guess the, the, the species get tested if they don't have the ability to love, you know, they start over, right? Yes, man. And this wow. dude's creation was wiped out and this dude was so pissed with all of his knowledge. He decided that somebody else came along and started, um, creating the human race and this dude was i could feel it. i was in this thing this dude was swore 
himself as an enemy to the human race and using all of his creations would do everything to stop the earth experiment. And I was like, that doesn't. <laughs> wow. That's then like... also I, I, I talked to my higher self and my higher self told me this is the longest I've ever talked about this stuff. So, Oh, keep, I'm stoked. Yeah. Keep so, going, man. So my higher self tells me something, there's a big event going to happen and you know, that something's going to happen and you're going to be protected and everything's going to be okay. And you just need to follow your love. You need to find your love and focus on love and, and, and let go of a lot of what you know, because you don't know anything. Mm. And so, you know, I, uh, things start working out for me. I start really getting this to work and I start getting into a really good pattern. I start to use energies that I have Qigong and some different exercises. I find some revolutionary techniques. I start doing isolation tanks. I start going to meditation chambers and vibration machines and um, hypnagogic effects by different goggles and anything that I could find. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to experiment with this and I'm starting to see shifts in my reality. Wow. I'm starting to see shifts that I'm um, getting really good at it mm -hmm. and, and, and using these energies and uh, I fall in love. And then suddenly my, um, some, the most unique thing happens that just worked out perfectly. And, and I had people that could take care of my business all 20 hours, almost instantaneously. They were all really good people that mm -hmm. uh, were really awesome. Mm -hmm. One of those being the sound editor for this podcast. <laughs> right? And they totally helped me um, with, all the stuff so that mm -hmm. literally I woke up the next day and I didn't have any work to do. It's like, no way. I'm free. I'm mm. totally free. I still am making enough and everything's covered. And now all of a sudden I'm, things are going great and I'm paying off all those credit cards and all those debts and I have time and I can visit my dad and I can, mm. all, all these things start going great and, I, and I'm falling in love. Um, and, and this is the, this is such an amazing like movie oriented love story and i'm sitting i'm sitting there um bronco fan still mm -hmm. have season tickets i know you're a patriot fan so yeah hey man I, so I we love watched the game. How, we together have watched some crazy bronco patriot games i oh was my God. at those games right yeah i was at those games right mm -hmm. so you and i we share the love of football at least mm -hmm. i got that definitely so, man broncos make it to the super bowl and you know what i mean when your team wins the super bowl you stay up all night mm-hmm yeah. You stay up all night and you watch all of the shows, the sports shows. You watch every single thing. You let it soak in. You, you watch the parade. You listen to the talk radio. You do everything. And that's, you know. Yeah, you get jacked so up. Broncos win the Super Bowl against Carolina. I'm, I'm the happiest with my girlfriend. I drive her back and I just sit on my couch and then just soak it in. Mm -hmm. And that night, some, some kids have been robbing houses in the neighborhood. Mm. And I was behind a park and they jumped the fence of the park and they had got in. I had a, the backyard had a pool and then two sliding porch doors. One goes into the bedroom. One goes into the front room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, they had looked into the bedroom and nobody's there because I was sitting on the couch mm -hmm. uh, and kind of just uh, had started. It was make four thirty in the morning, five. Wow. Um, yeah. And I'm just kind of in that daze and happy. And then I hear a, and I, this porch door, I, my friend owned the house, so I didn't really want to bother him with it. And it kind of, one of those that kind of, he had to grind. He couldn't <laughs> yeah. just open it up, right? <laughs> yeah. And I and all, all, it was always in the back of my, but it would like save me, right? Because I could hear this grinding. And I yeah. got up and I, oh, I could see the door was open. And um, I was like, oh man, my cat. I, I, this whole time I've been so dazed. I let my cat out, the doors open, and I go up looking down for my cat. Mm -hmm. And I look up and there's this kid and he's holding a gun. And he pulls the trigger. Mm. 
So I immediately saw him. I shut the door to the porch door and, 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 and started running and I could hear everything slow down and I could start to see everything that would play out in front of me mm-hmm. as in my, all my realities. And the bullet goes through the first glass. You hear that. And then hear that. And then I'm running and I feel something on my back and I run to the other room and there's another dude in the other room. Oh my God. And he starts shooting at me and I I'm seeing it's a matrix moment, right? The bullets mm-hmm. are going by. I don't feel scared. My heart is not rushing. I'm like bewildered and it seems so dreamlike. It doesn't seem real. Mm-hmm. So I have my, you know, I have my phone. I run to the, to the garage and hide and then call the cops. They had ran away. Right. And um, they show up and they said, looks like you got shot and the bullet had bounced off my back. He That's had shot me crazy. with a 22. And so after this moment, I, they took me to the hospital and they said, no, you don't have anything. I'm in the paper gown. You know, and, and I have to get an Uber with the paper gown because they ripped everything off. So I just got my phone and like the paper gown and those sandals that they give you at the hospital. Yes, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so I got to go back on my Uber to the house and they, they drive back and it's, it's police taped off. Right. And so I get there and it was the kids across the street. Mm-hmm. Kids across the street, the dad hadn't been there. And um, they are the ones that had, they had tracked them down. And mm-hmm. it was those kids and they, they, the police had surrounded the house and helicopters were going down and they and they got the big poles and people are standing and they're getting Holy ready shit. to crack and go into the house. Yeah. Oh my God. Man. I'm just going, I want my cat, man. Cat. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I want my cat. Okay. Right? Yep. So, but I go in after everything kind of settles down. I'm, they had stolen my wallet and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, um, got it back but they mm-hmm. had uh, go in and um every is there's like these little different things like there's a there's a lamp that's there i know they didn't bring anything in mm-hmm. there's like some stuff that's uh, that wasn't didn't seem right i get some phone calls from people that I, that act like that i've been talking to them regularly mm-hmm. and i haven't and i see things in like the newspaper and movies and things and references and i start to think that did I go to a parallel reality? And so mm. then from that point on, I, for the, the, the way my book came out, I was like, I'm an intelligent, normal person. And I think I understand the world, but this is so shocking after this happened to mm. me that I need to prove that I was in a parallel reality or I need to know if I'm insane. So I need to go to the doctor and they say, you're okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, there's a place that next to my house where I would run, you know, around by my house and I would run through a lot and it, ha- it was empty. Mm. But now there was a building. That's wild, so these man. little things start adding up to me. And I, um, I find Cynthia Sue Larson's book. I start reading reality transurfing. Cynthia Sue Larson talks about reality shifts. These where objects appear, you lose your keys and then they appear again. Mm. Um, it really the tension between these. So I go die. I got, I dive deep. I had before, but I'd never die, dive as deep about on mm. physics. Mm. I mean, I read everything, even trying to understand the equations and I would talk to mm. physics and, you know, most physicists uh, will laugh at you when you say that what we're doing in reality has anything to do with it, that it's only on the, on the microscopic scale, on the quantum scale and, and they'll yes. laugh you off. And a lot of physics um, is the way it's designed that with institutions and stuff is that, that they look down on the woo woo, but physics is woo woo all the Bingo. way. Yes. Right. Um, so I try to go and, and try to merge that. And I really believe that I had traveled to a parallel reality. Mm-hmm. And then I started to really discover that, that 
it's, it's more common than you think. And I could help other people do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. why, I, uh, that's why I started with the channel because I realized this was a greater understanding that, uh, you know, there might be a dead version of me back there. My consciousness maybe jumped. I went back the next day and went back in time to save myself. And I don't know if that was part of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, I went back in time to mm. tell myself to wait because I remember hearing something, you know, you need to get up. I remember hearing a little voice, as I say in the book. But um, so, I, you know, that's just the beginning of my story. I have had, I've told that story many times. But um, so as a result, I just started doing my, my podcast mm-hmm. to share the stuff I had learned because it felt like almost my podcast was like a, um, I was, uh, it was a bowel movement. <laughs> you know, you yes. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you man. just gotta get it out. You gotta let someone know. You gotta like, get what? it out because I got all this stuff. Yeah. Like, half of it, some of it's just bullshit, but I gotta get that shit out. So that's mm. kind of what it was. And then some people um, seem to to like it. And, and mm. now it's just a passion. It's fun, and 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 it's the coolest thing to be able to talk to people like you and and find a community, a tribe of people that are on the same wavelength. Totally, man. It's unbelievable. That's my story, man. Wow, man. And you know what? It's like, and I've read it and heard it a couple different times now. And every time it does the same thing to me, uh, especially when you get to the point where you say, I went back and saved myself. Because right. that I think is the moment for anybody that may have the woo-woo stance on this. Yeah. That all of a sudden there is a there's like this possibility that happens. I don't know. Maybe that's not for everybody, but for me, that's when all of a sudden there's this like extremely eye opening and like mind bending right. moment of like, my goodness, how possible is that actually? Because it, it it could be. Because there's things like we yeah. don't see and hear, taste, touch. But well, there's two places I would look to to really enhance your feeling on that. And uh, Frederick Dotson has has a book on time travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is amazing. And then any of the lectures that Neville Goddard gives on revision, mm-hmm. um, he's showing examples of people going back and imagining events differently, and then things change. Now, I don't think anybody's ever been as extreme as in my case, mm. but it is time travel will only be possible through consciousness. All mm. of time exists at the same time. One of the biggest mistakes that we make is that we think that time is just a straight line. It's it's uh, not that it's imagine it like a, a pool, like mm-hmm. a lake, right? And, and and if something happens, then the waves spread out from it, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. we can sense those waves that come, but it's not a straight line. And those waves interact with the other waves. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what may have happened in the past didn't. Uh, and I may remember my past differently than the reality that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And as we become, so what the, in this particular reality, some of that might not have happened. I, I sometimes will go and check this, the website, the article about when it happened. I posted it in my group just to make sure it still happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I mean, already with my book, I had um, I studied neurolinguistic programming, and I, I, my master's thesis is on neurolinguistic programming. And and, and, and I had studied Milton Erickson, and, he, and and from his neck down, he was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And then somebody pointed out to me, I said that in the book, and they said, no, no, he did that didn't happen. It's it's different. And I've already had it um, where I was remembering wow. things, and and so now it looks like my, my book's messed up. But um, so I think what we're dealing with now, it'll take a slow period. Is people are becoming aware that we are multidimensional, mm-hmm. and then what does that mean? It does have certain effects on our memory. Mm-hmm. And how we and how we uh, how we understand and relate to people, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah, and I, do you think that 
our present situation is, uh, it's like the shifting of it. It's almost like when something happens at a level, like you don't know that the shift is happening, but it's actually happening underneath your feet. And then we'll actually see right. the mo- like, we'll actually see the moment after all the work's been done. And like, this is the work that's being done right now. And then all of a sudden it's like, to your point, like it didn't really catalyze for you until you got into your house and you were like, wait a minute. I just went right. through all that, but all of a sudden now that lamp and uh, uh, who are these people calling me? I feel like we're going to get that same kind of thing all of a sudden. It's just going to be like, I mean, it's almost kind of happened in the opposite way that I'd like it to have happened because all of a sudden one day I woke up and everybody's in a store with a mask on right. and it was like that fast, you know, it was right. like that fast. How can we make, like, how is this shift going to continue to keep rolling in that in a direction do you That's see a direction negative right mm. well i think a mitosis is going to eventually happen it's going to be sh- there's two different patterns that are occurring at the same mm. time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's going to be so forceful at one point it'll be doom gloom fear anger hate and then love joy uh, togetherness and they will both it, it may take some time it may not be in our lifetime mm. but you can see both of them now we're in the same environment where both seem to be happening in mm. my opinion. Um, but I agree. Uh, some people are locked in and they're not awakened and they're following patterns and scripts. And the thing that saddens me is it feels like we are in, a, in on some level for some people, a sort of prison planet. And I just want everybody to know, you know, mm. um, if once you're awakened mm. to it, then, you know, and, and what it's so it's a lot of people, uh, I'm not criticizing their intelligence because it doesn't require intelligence, but because mm. of their lack of intelligence, they they don't have access to different experiences and, and, and spiritually and mm. you know maybe the, even the idea of intelligence itself the idea that there's this overarching there's people that just have this overarching intelligence than you do and like you know you just kind of have to listen to that and instead of taking the moments to actually think for yourself and like what you did and sit quietly and organize mm-hmm. the information in your brain it's like it's like we defer the responsibility of that that off when it gets scary to some hierarchy and that seems to be why we're in this place where there's a lot of people like where the divide happens what would there right. be the people that will finally go hey i think i think i need to think for myself <laughs> and right. i th- and then there may be the other side which just goes whoa I, it's too scary to think for myself it's too much responsibility i think i should let what people are doing the work think for me yeah, it's uh, it's true but we're also just learning how to think for ourselves. Mm. I think that's part of it. Th- people think they're thinking for themselves, but they're not. For example, one thing you get a lot in our community is you get people that believe that their thoughts create reality, but then they'll tell you there's an evil cabal out there that's destroying everything. But if that's true, then they're saying they have the control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's just a flaw in thinking. Once they realize that they don't have any control because I create my own reality there is no outside forces that we have. There's no evil forces. We are everything and everything. That's the shift. I think Mm. kind of a little bit that's, uh, we're going through lessons of learning how to think. Mm. Mm. Sometimes it's not intelligence, but it's just an awakening too. Mm. Uh, It's like a forgetting of, uh, but the other, but the other side of this doesn't want us to think and, Mm. and pushes us away from and uses these devices, very subtle, very manipulative Mm. to pull us away from creating for our own reality. Sometimes I catch myself doing it all the time too. Yeah. The The human in us. Yeah. The human human mechanism. I'm still, you know, Mm. I'm looking for some outside force that's controlling or evil or something. And it's all their fault. 
And mm. I still find my mind searching for those things. That's and it's human to do that. It's, you know, but um, I think it's safe. Fun. I think it's safe that we, it's a safety mechanism for us. You know, I, I think it, I think it keeps us in a place where we don't think that it allows us to not uh, think that we're creating something that we don't want to create. And as soon as we start realizing yeah. that, Oh my goodness, we might be, it gets like, well, maybe I'm just like, it goes to defer moment again. I'm going to defer yeah. this, you know, it's wild, man. So they don't right. want us to know how we create a reality because once they do, they ha- will not have any power anymore. Mm. So mm. <laughs> look at the forces of the world right now and see what they're doing and take that perspective. Don't say the information that they're giving out, whatever that is, it could be important. Right. Use science and your rational mind, but also are they trying to subvert your knowledge of yourself? Mm. They don't want you to create reality. They don't. Mm. And so mm. also pendulums create realities. People mm. that get sucked into a pendulum, if anybody knows or reads reality transurfing, mm. if everybody's thinking about the same thing, that same thing starts to make them think in a way. Yeah. It, it, a lot of people have goals that it's based on that pendulum. Oh, I always wanted to be that lawyer because everybody in my pendulum said I should be that lawyer, right? So then they have a whole reality there. Life is wasted by being whatever the pendulum wanted to. And so wow. us, just, us letting go of those outside influences and understanding that there's a part of us that's perfect and unique and everybody can uh, create their own reality is, mm-hmm. is the big shift, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so, so too, man. And it does take what we're going through. Um, the, the, this podcast, right. understand reading all this stuff, it's a constant learning. Mm-hmm. You know? conversations between people that yeah. uh and allowing those conversations too i think is really big uh, i actually just had a discussion with someone recently about the differences between how native american tribes organized and congregated to make a decision versus what how we kind of do it as a as a population nowadays and they would right. sit and conversate with like no barriers there was no things off the table like we talk about it all and mm-hmm. the possibilities of anything and that was what allowed the expansion of consciousness and mm-hmm. i think uh for me personally I, that's what i think i love about what you're doing is you're you're kind of creating the roger roger banister effect of how the running thing happened like no one could run the four minute mile then he right. did because no one believed that it was possible and not only right. did no one believe that it was possible they also believed that your heart would blow up if you <laughs> if you even attempted to do it right. and then all of a sudden someone does it and the year after all these people begin exactly. to do it. So what I love about what you were doing, I feel like you're opening up a gateway for allow for possibilities. Yes. Anything is possible is one of the things you can take from the Bible mm-hmm. or anything else. And I can take from my own personal life with people I've coached, people and I know that you can say, I've seen everything. People that are 420 pounds that, that lose the weight and change and transform their lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen... Uh, people that you would never see in a relationship, uh, dudes that you would never imagine being with the hottest girl yeah. or, you know, I've seen anything is possible. Everything is possible. Mm. Uh, I get that a lot. I think that's the first step. Really. A lot of people won't even go into this stuff because they think stuff's impossible. Mm-hmm. There's a part of their rational mind that has been told and mine too, uh, because we've experimented with this stuff with that doubting mind mm-hmm. and, one of the interesting things about the um, transurfing book is this idea that, you know, the reality is a mirror. So we're seeing a reflection, mm-hmm. helping mm-hmm. you to understand kind of how you, re- how, how you create. Yeah. But the, the mirror maker doesn't want you to know it's a reflection. So, and also you don't, mm. it's implied in the book, you don't, that you, the mirror maker doesn't want to see you looking at it. So like, mm. you know, you may look on the, <laughs> on the side, but uh, the mirror maker is trying to create an, 
an effect with reality, but not make it necessarily. So that a lot of times what we see is a reflection, but not a direct reflection because then the game wouldn't be as Mm. much. It's almost like it's holographic at that point. It is holographic. There is a holographic. If you watch that episode I did on the CIA, Mm. that's what they're Mm. talking in the science about uh, in that transcript is the holographic model and the holographic model matches with the mirror model, which matches, matches with the parallel universe model that we're Mm. talking about. All Mm. of it fits together. All of it. Mm. I love when the dominoes fall like that and then yeah. you all click because that, that's, that's those moments of, of when everything just gets catalyzed and it's like, well, okay, here we go. Like, here we go. Here's the next, here's the next round. This is the next iteration of human consciousness. Right. So, yeah, man. So what, what right now for you has been really exciting as far as where you've gone? Cause you, I know with your voracious reading and the, and the amount of information that you have, it's, I'm sure there's been so many moments of this, like, this is awesome, this is awesome, but what's amazing to you right now? What's really, like, twisting your head up and making you go, hmm? I'm, it would be a multiple things. I'm starting to see how Urantia mixes and, and is with the law of one and is with Dramvala Melchizedek. Probably the biggest thing that, that if you watch my Merkaba meditation, you you, you saw that when I when I access Drumbala Melchizedek, I read all of his books almost immediately, and then read him again, then watched every single one of his seminars and all, all of his tapes, and watched every single interview because I don't know why. Mm. First of all, uh, uh, I, I see myself in him. I see myself. There's mm. something about it that relates. I have, um, uh, but then uh, also with some of his stuff. And then you go read the stuff he's talking about and it matches with your rancher and matches with the law of one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's Melchizedek is his last name. That's not his real name. Right. Mm-hmm. I kept on hearing this name Melchizedek. Jesus is referred to as Melchizedek um, as in the order of Melchizedek. And then if you ever listen to Paul Selig's channeled material, mm-hmm. those, those are Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so then Urantia really talks about Melchizedek as if there's a whole solar system that's spiritually dedicated to uplifting all of the, the, the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And so they go on these missions and help planets out these really highly advanced beings. They incarnate and other. And so there was a Melchizedek that 200,000 years ago started these mystery schools. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seeing a reference to the mystery schools that he talks about. Then you read Urantia and it talks about Melchizedek. Mm. setting everything up and doing everything um for and so i'm when when i saw that when the light bulb went off and i could see because in the law of one have you ever read urantia no no i'm getting you're 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 loading me with stuff to like like go up after and like really get into i am unfortunately not a fast reader i'm a slow reader weirdest this okay you have melchizedek and then you have that might be too many books to pile through, but it, 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 it's, it's like very, um, it, it's uh, these 196 papers that was written in the twenties. And this dude just started talking, this doctor came and this dude just started talking and they didn't know. And they started recording some of it. And so this goes into detail about the earth's name is Urantia, that there's this, this galactic grouping of all these different planets mm-hmm. and that we are, mm-hmm. we're also quarantined in this, in this book. And um, wow, there's, really? these, there's these mansion worlds where there's the perfect configuration of, of planets revolving around planets. And there's this paradise in the middle and a lot of it's blocked off. We don't see it like mm-hmm. um, portions mm-hmm. of the universe. They did it on purpose, but um, 
So the, it, there's 196 papers. Some of them are di- by different angels. Some of them are delivered by different Melchizedeks. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. then I'm reading the Melchizedek stuff. And then the law of one, they asked Ra about the about Urantia and Urantia said was not delivered by confederation sources or, or extraterrestrial beings but by people from the inner planes and so I found an interview there Jim McCarty said um, what that meant was that ascended masters mm-hmm. had incarnated in the inner planes and had provided had, had really been researching what how the universe works mm-hmm. and had broadcast this material and I, I've now found like reference for all the channel beings have been asked about Urantia and they all have the same answer. If it works for you, you know, that's mm. all. it's only for specific people it works for. They all have the same answer. So they ask Latois, there's other channel beings from the Confederation in the law of one. They, they asked Quo and they ask, and, um, and I've gathered some of those different questions about Urantia. And so it made me go back and read Urantia. And it's like, so, some of it's too crazy. Some of it's probably too crazy. Then there's this other book that's even bigger, Owaspe. Mm-hmm. Owaspe is O-A-H-S-P-E, which is... And uh, now these names are the channeled beings that have, that, that, uh, that, not that they, I guess you could say have written the book. Someone now, like no. Urantia is the name of, the, of Earth. Okay. According to the galaxy, that's what they call Urantia. I don't know, that's what, um, Owaspe is, is something else, but it's a biblical and then in the law of one, that's where you get the 51% uh, service to self. It's also referenced in Owaspe. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about how people reincarnate and how they can move to higher densities when they shift to caring more about themselves than others. And mm-hmm. so you see an elaboration of the system. There's so much crazy stuff in Owaspe. Mm-hmm. And so that's I very karmic, it seems like. That's a very karmic way of thinking at the same time, too. Like yeah. Up-leveling and releasing karma, up-leveling, release karma from the, e- from the previous. The, the density idea is really fascinating and makes sense, uh, mm. just in terms of consciousness, because we have obviously in levels of consciousness, we, we can see with our naked eyes. We, we know about uh, the earth, wind, the, the wind and the fire as elements, and then we, we know about the, the bacteria and viruses, and, mm-hmm. and then you see an, an insects and ants and how conscious are they mm, and spiders mm. and then moving up then there's animals and then some mice are kind of conscious and then moving up to dogs and and and, and there's these levels of consciousness yes and then we move to human well what's after bingo right so we're in the third level of consciousness the first two being the uh, the the elements and then then being the animals and, and then us and we're moving to that fourth level. Mm-hmm. And so my fascination is they've been talking about us moving to that fourth level. That's what all these your channeled books are talking about. They mm-hmm. all have this thing. We are literally like a garden and there are these planets that are like gardens and they are trying to like uh, blossom into higher consciousness. Now, mm-hmm. some planets don't do as well as others. That uh, the idea is uh, very fascinating what yeah, is yeah. that fourth density i'm starting to think it's a group mind or an advanced body that can that can with a larger brain maybe they can think more mm-hmm. um because we're kind of limited in our we're, we have survival instincts we spend a lot of our time surviving and eating so i think that i'm trying to think it through you know mm-hmm. um some people I definitely ask, see an ascension as far as it comes from like our patternistic behaviors that we believe what actually need us to stay alive i feel yeah. like there is a there is a change in the pattern you already right. see that with people going like the 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 amount of fasting talk that started to happen and just mm-hmm. like the what what that level of non-eating and non-keeping up with the pattern can do it can open a level of consciousness so it's have even, you noticed that you're not eating as much 
I don't eat as much. I eat, yeah, I eat I, so little. It's, it, I used to be a bodybuilder. Okay. I right, eat yeah. six times a day, man. Right. Six times a day, sometimes seven. I've done that. I've done that diet. Full meals too, man. With, you Not, know, ch- ch- chicken breast and, and God, yes. And, I've done that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I'll tell you, it's so funny. Nowadays, literally, I have pretty much one big meal, I think, is where I'm at at this point. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that. Yeah. I've eat, I'm eating less now. I eat like a fruit salad and maybe a a little protein shake in the morning and then um, maybe one meal later, but it's uh, none of it's, it's not like it used to be. Is that interesting or what? But I'm, this is the second time it's mentioned in my group too. Uh, People are commenting on it. That's weird that people are commenting on it as how would we know? It's not a virus that we catch, but suddenly everybody suddenly doesn't eat as much. Mm -hmm. Where's that coming from? What? And that's what that whole, that, that social memory, like the network, the network of our, it's like a mycelium network. I right. attributed to it. And I also attributed it to it, our, our, the way our cell phones work. I think it's a lot similar, of, yeah. yeah, I think that that's, I, I've been using that analogy to help people understand what the possibility is right now, because with cell phones, think about it, you know? So the tough part of Dremvala Melchizedek that I don't believe or is weird, mm-hmm. that also relate to what we're talking about is, uh, he has this this passage in there about moving into fourth density mm-hmm. that is very scary. That mm-hmm. is like, you know, the Indians know about it. They have, you know, the Tao Sindons, his previous incarnation, they have those the all mud huts for a reason, right? Because anything when this density starts to increase more, the plastics start breaking down. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about what that means in our society, most cars will stop, houses will, you know, a lot of windows have plastics in them. Mm. So, and they just start dissolving faster. That's why in our planet, he says, we don't see remnants of these. We don't see remnants of other societies and civilizations Ooh, because the, 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 this densities in we're going like according to the law of one and, and Oaspe and Urantia is that I'm not necessarily much Urantia that the galaxy we're going around the galaxy like we go around the sun. Mm-hmm. And then each parts of the galaxy have these energies. So we're mm-hmm. going through a part that has these higher energies. So mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a, if you've ever, um, one of the things that when I, I used to live in Colorado, we'd, we'd go when it be, everything became legal and you'd go and look at some of these places and they had the different huts where they would grow the bud. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They have yeah. these different little trailers, you know, have their more sun here. It's kind of like that. It's like we're being, you know, the consciousness <laughs> is being raised we're, and the galaxy is designed with like certain solar lamps and levels that they have. Right? Oh man, that just blew the top of my head off really. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But the idea is that even some of them will put small windows on their pueblos knowing they go out. So this, I posted this in my group and people freaked out and I, and were so fearful that I had to remove the mm. post because I, because of the fear it was causing. But he mm. says later, as I read, researched all of it, I mean, it, it, it the, also the, the magnetosphere starts to break down, which is mm. uh, our, our memories are not really in our brains. There is a cloud. And, yeah. the, and the magnetosphere has our memory. So people start losing their memories in the magnetosphere. And then we go, ash- but, but the point that Drumbala says is that the earth always takes care of certain individuals and their reality around them is perfect and they have nothing go wrong around them. Mm. And they've always, and the earth has always done that. So mm. if you connect to the earth and the sun and you have this relationship, they just, they, you see the world falling apart, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And mm-hmm. everybody, and that's, that's, and so then you read the Dolores Cannon stuff about the new earth. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, don't be fearful. And the earth, you know, and, and what are we doing? We talked about it. We're connecting to the earth. Mm. Uh, 
there's a connection everybody's talking about. I, I had that episode where I interviewed somebody that talks to trees. And I so, love that. I love that. Right. So I think there's some, the shift. Um, and then hit Drumbola Melchizedek, like the cell phone thing says, that when we collapsed and our consciousness collapsed long ago after Atlantis, when the comet hit, and there's a whole story with Mars and all, it's super crazy when you read mm -hmm. the book where he says that they, uh, the galaxy made a deal with us because we had already gone to the higher level conscious to allow us to do it again instead of having to go through a million years. Wow. So they built 83,000 pyramids. Back then, they could do it instantly. They were very, you know, and, mm -hmm. and also Ross says they built a pyramid. The pyramid system is something to do with our consciousness mm. and with all mm -hmm. these 83,000 pyramids and they aligned at a certain time. Yep. In his book, he's talking about going and aligning the energies with crystals at the, and then you hear, you hear Matthias De Stefano doing something around the same time. And he, in one of his shows, the, the Kundalini of the earth being changed. Wow. Um, there's even a picture of the spiraling energy coming up in Tahiti, I think is where, and he went to both ends of the earth as a Melchizedek, which sounds mm -hmm. like what a Melchizedek would do. Mm -hmm. And he cleansed, like, most of his job was to cleanse the karma of the region because the energies were being blocked going in and out mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. people had, like, been cannibals in the past. Or uh, He would go in and cleanse the karma. And then the earth, Kundalini awoke and shifted to this other consciousness grid, mm. like a new cell phone network. Like, you went from AT&T to Sprint. Oh, my God. And so yeah. the old network was me, you, fight, control, self only, all battle, go to war, yes. right? Yes. And the new network is a unity consciousness. Mm. And you can really only enter it by finding that connection to universal love. Mm -hmm. And so mm. we are experiencing a shift. Yeah. And so when I read that, now you see what I'm feeling when I read all that, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm jacked up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jacked up right now. So, so when, when Melchizedek says that God created, and one of the coolest things he said, he says, God created a hundred so far a hundred thousand universes, and under each of those is infinite numbers of universes. We're in one of those one hundred thousand mm. universes, mm. and then I'm reading your rancher, and they're like, "God created the one hundred thousand universes," and it literally says the same thing, right? Mm. So then I see, and he's talking about um, this particular Melchizedek that showed up in two hundred thirty thousand years ago, and then you're so maybe maybe Melchizedek just had read Urantia and was referring to it. Maybe he's using Melchizedek because he's a Urantia junkie. Mm -hmm. There's always mm -hmm. that possibility, but all of the information starting to come together and then Melchizedek coming through Paul Selig and then reading about Melchizedek. I have an episode coming up on it. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, dude, it's because it, oh, it's like, it, you know, the hardest part is, it's like to, to articulate the feeling that I have when you cert when certain things click and I actually to be able to put into words what it is that I'm experiencing. It's a truth. That's the only thing I can say. It's a truth because it feels like the truth. Right? It feels like the truth because when you see all these pieces collapsing, like I've, I've talked about this so many times now, it's like, it's, it's almost getting redundant, but 3000 years ago, there are pyramids built. Like we just talked about right. 3000 years ago, pyramids built in ways that we physically cannot we emulate today. So yeah. to your point that, 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 that losing of memory mm -hmm. is like, it feels like as a human race, we are hunting for the lost memory, but really yeah. it's almost just like we overthought per instead perhaps. of, you know, it's like, it's a, it's like, it's uh, so many people I've talked to lately have been talking about the unlearning, like the unlearning of, of so many things will allow well, you to get back to the root. Drinvalo's school is called the school of remembering. Mm. 
and, and he's saying what we're doing, all the information I'm giving you, you already know. Now, that's why that's it feels he, like truth. That, so that he, he teaches the Merkaba, but he also teaches this crazy story in there that they tried to do an earth Merkaba. So <laughs> I don't know how crazy you, you we've already been what? pretty crazy. So Dude, let's go. He says, he says in Mars, a million years ago, Mars is, is good to go. They got, they got water. They have uh, the planet's doing great. Mm-hmm. And, but, it, but they, this specific race had chosen to divorce itself from God and to, to no love, right? No emotion. They're, Vul, they're, they're Vulcan, they're Spock, but mm. it turns bad because they're just warlike and the planet was destroyed. A mm. couple of Martians end up on Earth when, when Mars is destroyed, but in the, in the Law of One material, Yahweh reincarnates all of the dead ones from Mars to the Earth. So mm. a lot of the Earth are... Um, but there's these Martians that they start going to battle with Atlantis. They show up and Atlantis has got more people and Atlantis wins. Mm. And then, then over hundred, several thousand years, they kind of w- learn to live together. I guess Lemuria is also involved, but they're like, they're more paternalistic and at the time. Mm-hmm. And so finally Mars says, we, we are going to dominate the planet because once they have a Merkaba on the planet, they have complete control. Mm. So uh, they a- attempt to do a Merkaba on the planet, but fail. And the beginnings of it are the Bermuda Triangle, like where that, that's what it, it still is going. It's a sp- mm. <laughs> right, wow. but um, it doesn't. But uh, so he says that a portion of the the, the layers of reality ripped open, and mm-hmm. things that we would just like we imagine. He says, imagine reality like our body, and mm-hmm. if we ripped open, we'd have these guts come out that we don't even think about, right? Well, right. reality, these things came out and entered in human bodies, and it was the most devastating, terrible thing that ever happened mm-hmm. when it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. You know what, too? You just said something that really kind of clicked with me, too. Is this, uh, right. oh, dude, this is so, this is the, this is, this is wild stuff, man. Because it, I it, know it, it makes, no, it's not a little bit. It's because, we, <laughs> no, because when you, when you take it and you bring it into our modern world, what are we right, doing right. right now as a modern race? What we are, are we trying to, we're trying to go to Mars and terraform Mars. Right. So the idea when you say this stuff to people and it seems crazy, think for a moment that we are trying to do things like what you just talked about, something coming here. Some people have a calling to go to Mars. Maybe Elon Musk deep down is just a former Martian man. Yes. He back. Oh man. Wild to think about it that way. And when you put <laughs> right. these things in those kind of perspectives, it brings it down to an earthly thought like, wow, man, that's kind of wild to think about. And I, that's what really jacks me up about this. It's like, well, the crazier thought is like we were talking about is I've really been reflecting on this. If it's, true mm. well m- there's another planet that was destroyed in our solar system maldek which would be according to the law of one and according to um melchizedek i believe and the uh the asteroid belt you know that's just an order of former planet that was mm. people like us but you know um, they destroyed and all those people according to law one there was such a knot of fear that even if you're totally innocent when your planet destroys itself there's planetary karma that cannot be overcome it's mm. like so devastating. They found a knot that was of, of souls that were so intertwined in fear that they couldn't, they had to unwrap them. Like they, they described it in as a metaphor, like unwrapping a knot took 230,000 years. Mm. Finally, many of these souls reincarnated on earth. Some of them weren't, they had gone down in density. So they created these Bigfoot bodies. Mm-hmm. So, and they lived in caves just to, understand their place and connect back to the and mm. and those people are here and then carla ruckert who channeled claimed also that um 
So that's two planets. Mm -hmm. 14 other planets that have been destroyed are all reincarnated here. So 16. And, and so the really interesting concept from the law of one is our mind is kind of shaped on an archetype of God. And mm -hmm. every sun has its own archetype. Our archetype is basically the tarot. You know, that's, that was passed down. That's the archetype of our mind. Mm -hmm. um, but, but if you're from another solar system, you, your mind is a different archetype, right? Mm. So the 16, the, the Myers-Briggs personality test has 16 personality types. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now. I was thinking, and so. He has another one of those moments, dude. So then I'm watching, <laughs> then I'm watching um, the Farsight. If you ever get it, you want to check out something really cool. Yeah. Uh, remote viewing. These dudes are master remote viewers. They have the Farsight Institute and they have these doc documentaries and they go search out, like they look at Mars and they say what Mars is like, or they look at, uh, I was watching this one where they look at Iapetus, this thing that's like a planet that looks like it was a spaceship. It's actually a moon uh, or uh, next to, to Saturn. And mm -hmm. they said all of their remote viewing show that we're in a, it's a prison planet. So mm -hmm. we need so to escape from the prison, man. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah, dude, it's so wild, man. So right now is a prison breakout that's happening on the planet. There's mm. Melchizedek's coming. People are coming. Spiritual people are coming because they know we've been, you know, hey, you know. <laughs> it's like to, like you said, man, you get the love or the hate. And, and once you separate from, right. and that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a massive separation from the love. and the and, But then you're seeing also a whole other deviant group going, wait a minute, let's love every piece of this planet. It's and growing. Work. It's growing. It's growing. So that, that A gives me massive amounts of hope and, and, and love for our society as a human race. But it's, right. it's, it's so interesting when we start talking about all of what we just discussed. Mm -hmm. You look at our current situation and it really does kind of make things. You see it all being you played see out like it. a cartoon. Yeah, like you a, see like it. Like you're in a really bad movie version of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah, yeah you see that right now that you um it's so perfectly stark it's mm. a battle between service to self and mm. service to others and i've always thought you know 33 percent around there would at least be service to others mm -hmm. uh and i could for sure in my heart but i really think it's grown over 50 percent i i i can feel a swelling I think that it, it's like a virus that's spreading beyond the other virus mm -hmm. and people are choosing love now that they know that they can, they need to make that choice. People right. didn't know that was a choice. Now suddenly, Oh, there is a choice in this. Yeah. I'm going to choose love. And you know what, when you make the love choice, all the stuff I talked about doesn't matter. Your life will change. It will mm. change in such an amazing way. And you'll have such amazing things happen when you choose love. Mm. That sounds like a, crazy cliche card on a hallmark card but it's not it's not man it's i know thing. it's because because we twisted thing. language up so much man we right. just wrecked language but brian dude uh, we honestly could go on this for i'm sure <laughs> six days i think man. i did i might have gone a little bit you know a little bit too far on this one <laughs> dude it's good man and you know what for people who are listening and they don't understand this stuff and even for me there were things that i'm learning as we're talking some of the names that you use some of the things i have to go do my my due diligence and do these yeah, research and that don't habit. be even don't even be sorry because i think for me that's one of those things like you talked like we talked about earlier it's the roger bannister effect you opened a door it allows right. people now to go ask the question for themselves i mean as an as a podcast uh, host i should i i should dig deeper on those questions but i also think it's important for people to go on their seek, own journey seek these everything journeys. i'm saying is my own journey and i'm trying mm -hmm. to share information that i've learned and i'm still i have no idea 
And mm. it's the day that I tell you I understand, I think is the day that it's done. I know from the, I, 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 the mystery of it is part of the love that I have. It is constant Bingo. expansion of interest. Why would we want to know? Why would yeah, we want to know? I want to continue knowing. Yes. I don't want to be kept in the dark, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's an yeah. ongoing process. I want to continue the learning process because I feel like once that stops, the zest of this If all this stuff is true that I told you, because it, it could all be not true. The Mars stuff, the Maldex stuff, everything. All of it. Right. I'm open to that 100%. That's how I, that's how I, I have to be open to all sides of it. Mm. My dad taught me that uh, science. So mm. if it's not, if it was true, hypothetical, if it was true, how would we ever know? And mm. how, and if this information would be important for us to know. <laughs> right. So why right? deny so how it? do we know? It's, first of all, it's very, it's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, we are set up in societies where they, we look down on you reading all this stuff. <laughs> and we're going to make fun of you for reading all this stuff because we don't want you to know this stuff. This mm. is too much. We mm. are going to control you with the lack of information. Mm. So I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm super grateful that you are, that you're willing to take this kind of deep dive on this stuff, man. And you're also not only willing to take this deep dive, but you're willing to put it out to the world. That's well, awesome. Don't take know. anything I say to affect your spiritual path. Like Quo says, you know, just go on your, if anything that I said bothers you spiritually, just forget about it. Just keep mm. going, you know, take what works for you and mm. continue on your own path. Anything I said should be a seed for your own seeking and anything mm. that doesn't, you don't like, just, just get rid of it, man. Mm. That's you it, know, man. I don't want to affect your spiritual karma by the information I've given. Mm. I, I'm just an information seeker. Mm. So if you've been attracted to me, it's because you're seeking information most likely. Mm. And I'm just going to spew you information back. I'm your reflection of the information you need, right? Yeah, so. man. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, hey, man, how can everybody go connect with you? I want people to be able to go find you. Uh, like, where, where's, where, where, are you, where do you jam out most? The, go on YouTube, Brian Scott, subscribe, go in the chats. I, I'm on, uh, on several chats a week mm -hmm. on the Reality Revolution uh, Facebook page. If you go in there, I interact with everybody on there and try to answer questions on there all the time. Uh, you know, you can... So I'm also, uh, those are the two best places. You can uh, find me on Instagram mm -hmm. at uh, the underscore reality underscore revolution or my website, therealityrevolution.com. Awesome, man. And I'll link all that stuff up in the description too. Right, so people man. can go really find you. I appreciate Brian, that. thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for just doing this work and, and, and teaching us. I'm grateful, brother. Peace Hope out. you have an awesome night, man. And I look forward to jamming out again and doing another one of our Let's awesome do it meditations. Again. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Man. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Have a great night and uh, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Sounds good. Much love, man. Peace. Peace out. Thank you all so much for joining me on another episode of the Longer Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation I had with Brian Scott. He is the man. Um, go check out all the stuff that we talked about. If it if it was something that kind of made your head go, woo, or wow, or hmm, or what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, go check it out because it's some cool stuff. I mean, especially that Law of One stuff and... Uh, all that and uh, I would highly recommend trying out some of his meditations and if you really want to have some fun and you want to ask Brian questions directly come and join us on one of our um, dual meditations that we do with the Quantum Healing Co Collective and and Brian and you can find out when we're going to do those by connecting to the Quantum Healing Collective's page, Facebook page or Instagram page so and there are links to those in the description if you want to go uh, follow them and you'll be able to know when we're going to be doing these next time uh, you'll have the ability to talk to me um, Brian and anybody else uh, from the Healing Collective it's a really great time and 
the meditations usually are pretty phenomenal and there are people there from all over the world which has been pretty cool to talk to people from like china japan i don't know where y'all are from listening to this but for me and uh over here in the united states and little town of massachusetts it's pretty sweet to be able to talk to people in japan and australia and all that stuff so <laughs> um yeah if that's something you're down with go check out those pages and you guys can link up with us um, grateful for all of you guys grateful for the donations to the show uh, again there's a link in the description support podcast here if you haven't already I would really 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 appreciate it anywhere from 99 cents a month up to 9.99 a month no matter what the amount is I am grateful and it all helps so thank you thank you thank you um, yeah dudes and dudettes <laughs> this is a fun episode definitely got my gears turning so I'm excited to give you another one next week. Next week's going to be more of a chill back, laid back kind of listen episode again. So I um, hope you all stay sane and happy and loving during this time. Enjoy your week. And I'm excited to see you all next Monday. Have a great week.